I work at an agency. Our whole job is to make people buy things. You can't make buy people buy things. You can influence them. If the timing's not right, if there's no need, you can't just like force people to buy. It's just not a thing. This is the Anonymous Marketer, a podcast where we tackle the biggest questions from the B2B marketing community. But instead of bringing on guests for a quick chat, every question comes from an anonymous source. These are the questions B2B marketers have but are afraid to ask. Let's start the conversation. Hey, I'm Nick Bennett, and I'm excited to get into this episode and dive into some of the new anonymous questions that we received. But before we get into it, I wanted to do my part and highlight our supporters. If you're a marketer, it's likely you have attribution data spread across spreadsheets, your CRM, your marketing automation platform, and other places. With data all over the place, it's hard to understand what drives the highest quality leads. And that's why I want to tell you about HockeyStack. After adding one single line of code to your website, HockeyStack gives your company the ability to turn your marketing, sales, revenue, and product data into a unified picture. HockeyStack provides the analytics and attribution data your B2B company actually deserves. Get a free trial, and in five minutes, you can start using the product. Sign up today at HockeyStack.com. Hey, I'm Nick Bennett. I'm excited to get into this episode and go through some new anonymous questions. But before we get into it, I wanted to do my part and highlight our supporters. As marketers, we want to create content that enables our sales team to win deals. But 70% of the content that we create for sales never gets used. It's a waste of time and energy. But it doesn't have to be this way. And that's why you should know about Alego. Alego is an all-in-one sales enablement platform designed to help revenue teams reach their full potential. Alego makes it easy for sellers to share content in the field with the right context. And it helps drive sales and marketing alignment. It increases collaboration. It optimizes messaging. And more importantly, it gets you more closed one deals. To learn more, visit alego.com. In fact, the average employee sends around 10,000 emails per year. That means a company with 100 employees sends over 1 million emails annually. That's 1 million missed opportunities to showcase your brand, grow your funnel, and close more deals. OpenSense turns every employee email into a beautifully branded targeted ad channel that returns 4 to 7% CTR on average. Now, the best part, it's one simple platform to manage email signatures, promote upcoming events, distribute content, and more on Outlook and Gmail. No manual work, no tedious targeting, just better campaigns all at scale. Sign up for a demo at OpenSense.com and get 10% off today. As a tech marketer, do you know which paid media platform brings in the highest ROI? If you don't know which platform sets you up for faster, more cost-efficient growth, then you're skipping the first step to securing more customers. You won't be able to attract, convert, and retain customers to ramp up revenue. That's why Directive developed The Verdict, a game-changing benchmark and data report from the Performance Marketing Agency for Tech Brands. In this report, you'll discover which paid media platforms bring in the highest ROI so you can optimize your sales and marketing strategies. The Verdict Report gives you valuable insights from over $150 million in ad spend from the top paid media platforms used for tech companies, platforms like Google, LinkedIn, Facebook, Bing, and Captera. 
The report dives deep into key metrics from lead to customer for each platform and shares powerful strategies for how you can generate the greatest ROI for your tech company. You'll also learn about how Directive views the difference between marketing qualified leads, sales qualified leads, opportunity metrics, and customer acquisition costs. Don't only rely on your company's data of one. Take advantage of industry-wide insights to truly understand the paid media trends that impact your bottom line. Check out the verdict today at directiveconsulting.com nick. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to The Anonymous Marketer. I'm your host, Nick Bennett, and today we're going to explore a few questions around paid media, around a bunch of different things, how to do less with budget, and, you know, Listen, I was just impacted by a layoff, so I understand the economy's in a tough spot. So many people are experiencing this right now. And I have someone, he's an absolute legend. This person has hung out with me, so I can say he's a great person. He's a food cutter extraordinaire. Tim Davidson is joining me today. Tim, thank you so much for, for joining me. Thanks for having me on. I am excited. I've been on. That's corny phrase, long time listener, first time honor or caller. Yeah, caller. Love that. All right. So before we get started, you know, I want to kind of let people know how we got these questions today. So the, the questions came in through our website. If you want to submit a question, head over to motionagency.io slash anonymous. You'll see a form. Honestly, we have about 70 questions submitted so far. I'm trying to get through them all. If you have any questions, the more the better. This is going to be a longstanding show. So... Tim's going to provide an amazing perspective here. And just so people know, this is part one. We're actually going to do a two-part show here because this is such a juicy two-piece question here. So let's jump into today's part one anonymous question. So a couple things to keep in mind with this anonymous source. Again, we have no clue who this is. If this is you, congrats for being picked. But this person works at a sales tech company and they work on a marketing team of four people. So... For all we know, it could be someone we know. And the question is, listen, we all get it and are being told by leadership to do more with less. Budget is tight. We're going through a tough time right now. My VP of marketing wants me to really double down on LinkedIn paid ads. I need to drive not only top of funnel, but also accelerate the pipeline that is open. We're investing about 25K a month into paid. I really need to focus on target accounts versus widespread awareness paid isn't my background though people got laid off that did it i'm sure you know people can relate there where do i even begin so you know tim i know you know, you're an expert when it comes to paid all that good stuff you've given me so much incredible advice as well and to get things started it sounds like this vp of marketing really wants to focus on on paid ads now in your mind why do you think marketing leaders see this as a valuable strategy for companies' marketing efforts in, in today's economy. You're talking about LinkedIn specifically? Yeah, LinkedIn specifically. Well, I think there's no debate. It's the best targeting for specific people of any platform, right? You, ha you have your major platforms. You have your, your Google ads, paid search, where the intent's there, which is awesome, but you can't control firm graphics. So yeah, maybe someone types in CR CRM software, but is it the one-person company or is it the enterprise is the enterprise. It's hard to say. So you get a lot of waste there, a lot of smaller companies typically. LinkedIn, you can actually target very, very specific. The VP of sales at this account 
And it's like, there's no, there's no other platform where you can actually do that. Facebook, yeah, they have some B2B targeting, but it's really, it's like IT decision makers and that's kind of like a black box. So LinkedIn is, is one of the big ones for a lot of people in B2B because you can get very granular. So you're not wasting a lot of money on people that you wouldn't want to talk to or sending leads to sales that you don't, they're, they're not going to be happy about. Yeah, because I mean, let's be honest, sales is going to blame marketing. Marketing is going to blame sales, why they can't convert anything. Well, like if the leads are shit, like who actually cares? Yeah. And I've, I've used the Facebook ads manager. It's terrible. I ran paid for a short window at my last role. And I, again, I know nothing about paid, but I agree. I, I feel like I did see some decent conversions off of LinkedIn. I am curious, like, do you think you need LinkedIn? Like, could you run all of this through LinkedIn itself? Or do you need like an additional piece of tech to get even more granular? Like for someone that's maybe just starting out. Yeah, no. So you, you can run this all through LinkedIn. The only thing I would say, and it's not really tech, so typically most people will be like, all right, here's the country that we want to target. And then like a job title or a seniority and function. So like, let's just say for this one, sales and, you know, VPs, directors, something like that. And then it's usually industry targeting. So let's just say software development, which is usually software companies, but also half of it's like software development companies. So it's, there's kind of like, it's, it, it's like half and half on that. And on that part, the only thing I would say that you might need not even tech, but more of a granular approach, just because they said they have, that's obviously 2023, you have to do a little more or less, and they have target accounts, building out a list of those target accounts with maybe a data provider, or if your team, I mean, you don't have to use a data provider anymore, you can use Google and just find all the companies you want to do and just manually build a list. That's the only kind of like tech I would maybe suggest for this, because if you're going to rely on industry targeting, it's going to be a lot of waste, depending on the companies they're going after. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Now, do you think like through LinkedIn specifically, you know, if, if your goal is to drive, say, top of funnel leads versus accelerating sales pipeline through paid, like what, what, from your experience, like what, what does that breakdown look like? What could you give from like a, an advice perspective? on where to actually focus if you want to invest in either top of funnel or accelerating? Like, is it a 50-50 split? Does like it need to be 70-30 or? Yeah, so the answer does do, it does depend. For their budget, one way to look at it, it could be for the bottom of the funnel, I would probably start with like a remarketing. So marketing based off of the, their website or certain pages and see what that audience size looks like. LinkedIn will show you, and then you can kind of get, get a gauge of how much that would cost. And basically the way to do that is, is, let's just say the LinkedIn, the audience size is 2,500 people. There is a variation of how many people are actually active. The good thing for sales tech is salespeople are very active on LinkedIn. So you could probably go with like a 50% of whatever that audience is. And then you can kind of just look at what the estimated like uh, CPM is, cost per thousand. And then do like a, a backward math on how much it would cost to get in front of everyone in that list on that bottom of funnel part of it. That that makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. And I mean, yo, from from your experience for this type of thing, like, yo, what could you see? And I know I, you're going to say it depends, but like from from an average conversion perspective, like what kind of like yo metrics? I mean, if you had to throw out some like benchmarks or things like that, what would you say those could look like between like top of funnel and like more bottom of the funnel through paid? 
on LinkedIn? Yeah. So depending on what you're kind of doing on the top of funnel, you, you're probably not going to look at kind of that kind of metric, right? Ideally, you're actually, if you're doing that, you could push people into that bottom of the funnel by getting them on your website or even just doing kind of remarketing based off of the image ad or the video completion rates. And then at the bottom of the funnel, yeah, it does It does range and it depends on what your offer is too. Obviously, eBooks could be a wildly different higher range. I mean, you can go from 20% to 70%. It's usually even lower, maybe 10%. But if you're doing like a demo and if it's based off of, you know, website visitors, I mean, you could be looking at, you know, 5 to 10% if the offer's there and the the copy really speaks to them. I mean, you know, obviously timing is a huge thing. I work at an agency. Our whole job is to make people buy things. You can't make buy, people buy things. You can influence them. If the timing's not right, if there's no need, you can't just like force people to buy. It's just not a thing. Yeah. You brought up a good point about like the creative and like the offer and the messaging and all that stuff. Like, again, if this isn't your background and you understand it to a certain degree, like, where would you dig in from like, hey, what offers resonate or what messaging resonates? Like, again, 25K, I mean, I don't know. I had less budget than that when I was running paid. So I don't know, is 25K even a good like monthly budget? I know companies that spend way more than that for sure. But when you're prioritizing target accounts versus more of this widespread uh, approach, like What would you recommend from like a messaging or offer perspective that you've seen work really, really well? Yeah. So, and no, to your question on the 25K, I got no problem with that. I mean, you can go even lower. It just all depends on like, all right, we don't want to go after this much audience now. It's just more of like, how do we narrow into the companies we want to work with? 25K, I got zero problem with that really. For the offers. So because this person's never done it, I would dig into you know, the customer research, understanding the messaging that's going to work, what people actually care about your, your sales tech. You can listen to those sales calls. I'm sure they're going to have really good insights or talk to those, your sales team and figure out what people are actually coming to you for. And then really on the messaging part, really hone in on that, like why you're different. I mean, you can go very, I mean, you can go at it too. I mean, if you have a competitor, you want to punch up, you can really narrow in on like why you're much different than them. And you can even do a target account list based off like the tech that they use. Obviously, there's a lot of nuances there. But for the offers, sales tech, I've seen gift cards work, gift cards for demos. Those have worked. Obviously, the, you, you need to lead with the value of the call. Like what, what's the value of your product first? And then the incentive is just to push them over a little bit rather than the incentive being the value of the call. And then, you know, everything else just, it's not going to work. It's not going to turn into like later stage funnel. Again, remarketing. Demo could work. If they're on your pricing page, if they're on your contact us page, demo form, they just didn't submit it. Show them some case studies asking for a demo or show them some other reason why. I think of it like a shopping cart kind of abandoned approach in B2C where it's like, all right, maybe they just weren't ready at the time or they didn't have enough information. So how do you give them a case study or show them some social proof or show them another reason why they should buy you? And that could be the offer, the demo part. You should definitely test offers, especially early on, to see what kind of works there. But for sales tech, you could probably like speak to their ego because what are they doing, right? They're, they want their team to sell more so they make more money. So messaging like that could probably work very well if that's what your product does, like helps them do you know X, Y, and Z. You know, I feel like 
it makes a lot of sense to kind of target on that. Now, what would you say, like, again, going back to like the target accounts and when you're targeting specific accounts, you probably have a decent idea of, you know, what tech they use. And I mean, we could talk personas, things like that. But like, what do you think, what criteria factors do you think are the most important to consider when it comes to targeting specific accounts through paid? So... I'll start with like what they should do first. And then I do have some kind of like common ones that usually you'll see. So the first thing I would do is just if, whether you're using HubSpot, Salesforce, anything, pull a list of your customers and start looking for employee sizes. You could use, if you have a data provider that you use, you can pull like tech used. You can pull, maybe it's like company or department headcount. It could be something like that. I've seen that work too, but it's usually employee size, maybe funding if it's public company revenue. It's usually some sort of factor like that or industry. Sorry, the industry is actually a huge one. And then once you pull that, you start seeing those kind of commonalities between the companies that you work with or work best with that don't churn or have the highest ACV. Then you can start creating more accounts like that, right? You can say, all right, maybe the employee size, we work best with 100 employees to 1,000. And we pull more companies like that within that in, in industry as well. So the common ones I, I, I do usually see overall is employee size, revenue at the public side, side of it. What I mentioned there, industries. Yep. Employee size and industries are usually, at the very least, you have those two. Yeah. But then there is like tech use. Sometimes it's tech. Like some companies can only work with a company that has this technology. Like maybe they have to use uh, Salesforce. Salesforce. Yeah. You got you to gotta find out how to do that. Because if you're targeting companies that aren't using Salesforce, what are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I would say employee size, the funding or revenue, public industry, and then you can start going into like maybe technology use or something like that. And then you can really narrow down in the companies that you'd work best with. Mm, love that. That's really great advice. Now let's talk about the other side of it, which is around like, how do you measure the success of LinkedIn paid ad campaigns? Like from your experience, and again, I know that you do this with a lot of different clients, like what are the key metrics or performance indicators that people typically track to see success or failure? Yeah. So a lot of it is like the direct response part of it. Did it come from LinkedIn? That's just one side, one you know, slice of it. If you're doing like the demo we're marketing, like we talked about or the gift cards. The other side of it is looking at people will mention like, how did you hear on that? How did you hear about his field? Yeah, everyone's, I think everyone's doing that now and they'll say LinkedIn. So there's another, there's another way, but you can also look at, you got to think, you got to think a little differently here because you got to think less of the directly attributed. But if you have ads that are going to the right person, sales leaders, and you're getting good engagement on there, people are, you know, commenting on it. People are engaging with it. You're getting good click-through rates or something like that. Those are leading indicators that, again, if it's going to the right person, because you can obviously gain that. If you're speaking to just like interns that click on everything, but if it's going to the right person and you're getting in front of those people and you, you can start seeing like those trends of more people to the website or more people even talking about it in sales calls, you should understand how that works within the holistic approach because that stuff is important. It's just not directly attributed usually, but for like really directly attributed, how'd you hear about us? direct stuff. So like the integration with HubSpot and LinkedIn or however you're routing the LinkedIn leads to your CRM. And then again, for sales tech, they probably 
if they ask the question with, if you're using Gong or some other sales recording tool, that's another way you can listen for those kind of trends. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's great advice for sure. It's, I mean, I, going back to like the, how did you hear about us? I mean, that's, that's something that I've used to even show like from like an evangelism perspective, like, Hey, like here's how much I'm actually like contributing to the business through like just my organic social LinkedIn kind of stuff. So Great stuff there. Now, I want to talk about something before, before we wrap up this whole thing here and you know, ending with one other question. I'm curious on your thoughts around com- like LinkedIn conversational ads, because I know you've talked about this before. I've run them before successfully and I've run them before not successfully. But like, given the 25K budget, like, do you think it makes sense at all to put any of that towards combo ads? And again, I know you mentioned like the gift cards and you could offer maybe gift cards for time, but like, could could this help that person at all? So if you asked me this last year, if you asked me this months ago, 100%. Things have changed the conversations right now. Right now, they're kind of, they're making some changes with it. So I don't want to say yes, because I don't know what they're going to do when they switch them over completely to, it's like this new conversation starter ads. So I'm not sure how that's going to actually look. Typically, yes, they've worked very well. The messaging is obviously very important there and the targeting. Right now, they're kind of in limbo on how I'm going to feel about them in you know, the next few weeks when they do make that complete change. But if, it, if it's not like a huge detriment to it, then 100%, especially the sales teams, they are on LinkedIn. They check their DMs because they are DMing people for the most part. Uh, there's a huge, it's just the perfect kind of persona for it. I've also seen it where we work with companies that target sales tech or like sales tech and they target sales people. It works very, very well. So I would say undetermined right now. Yeah, undetermined. What about, well, you know, you brought up another piece and I, something that I, I feel like not everyone has access to yet. is like, like those thought leader, like the individual ads that you can run through people, like, I guess like the thought leader type yeah. things. Like, what are your thoughts on those for people as they get more access to it on LinkedIn? I think it's going to be a game changer for some that do it right. There's going to be people that just put out a post that don't even know if it well, it's just kind of a pitch and then they run ads behind it. There's no debate. There will be some people like that. But if you have someone that's on your team, that's active on LinkedIn and they have, you can look through their kind of posts and see, all right, this one got good engagement from our exact buyers. Like I have like seven posts. I'm like, all right, I'm ramping up to, I would love to put some ads behind this and get to the right person. If you have a person like that, if you do have a CEO that posts or something like that, or a founder, and they have some content, it doesn't have to be a huge engagement. It's just like something that isn't completely salesy, but maybe speaks about your product or speaks about the pain points of your customers. I think they're going to be a game changer because they come from a person. And that is the credibility there. It's proven time and time again. It works. That's that's smart. I'm going to be weird about it. Yeah, like I would love to like test it out. Like I, I don't right. have access to it, but like, like I don't know. I just, I, I just think it's, I think it's interesting. I saw there's been a few people that have been like talking about it. So I think I agree. I think that'll be a big game changer for people that already have a voice, or you know, again, those evangelists within the company, or the founders or executives that already mm-hmm. post content. I don't know. Like again, it's going back to like that human to human, people first approach. Like. It's good. I would much rather see an ad from someone that I know or trust versus some company handle that like, you know, I probably don't even follow the page or like care what it is. But if, you know, if I see Tim cutting fruit and talking about something that's valuable to me that can help me, I'm going to go 
talk to Tim because Tim knows his stuff. But now if Tim's company is running an ad and like, ah, cool. Like I know Tim works there, but like, eh, it's not Tim talking about it. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I definitely, I definitely think it could be a game changer for some. So wrapping up this episode, I have one last question for you. Taking this whole thing and, and putting it in a pretty bow. If you had to, to give this person and everyone else listening, you know, hey, here's three tactical things that I'm going to take away based on like what you know about this person, you know, 25K a month into paid, isn't their background. Like if you could say, here's three things that you should do that are going to make you successful to a certain degree, what would you say? The first is building that kind of account list. You do that customer research. It's going to be helpful because you can, as you, you know, scale that budget, you can use it for, if you use like a B2B targeting tool for like the meta platform or like a programmatic or anything like that, that customer research and that building out that account list of companies that you can actually work with, it's going to make that 25,000 go a lot farther because you're not relying on the industry targeting or the black box of all these platforms. So you're getting in front of the accounts that you want to work with. Gives you more time because you know all your impressions, all your money is going towards accounts that you want to work with. And then also, you know, even within that, that, that research on your customers, the messaging, test the messaging, figure out what your customer, your, your buyers would actually care about that messaging. Cause it's so important. It's obviously important ads, but it's important at everything. It's, it's going to really relay into your messaging, in your homepage or your, your website or your emails. That stuff is super important. Those sound like they're more, um, it's less about the ads, but they are, they go into the ads and that stuff's, it's just going to help out everything else too. And then the third one, because this person doesn't have that kind of background, I would do a little bit digging because LinkedIn, obviously it's the, I say digging, digging on like how to do targeting or I bet on LinkedIn, you can find someone that's an expert. You can DM me. They'll give you that information. People are very nice on LinkedIn. And I say this because LinkedIn, greatest platform ever, can be expensive. So if you don't do the targeting right, like if you accidentally do a very small and versus or, that or could spend a lot more money and waste a lot more money than the and. And when I say like, all right, job title and company list, or some people do by accident, job title or company list. It's a big difference. It's a big difference in audience size, big difference in the people you're going after. Because that job title is every job title, every industry, every company. That's great advice. Honestly, I feel like I've probably made that mistake before. Oh, I have too. That's, that's what I know about it. Yeah, no, I, I just, honestly, like for everyone listening, like if you haven't taken away anyone, take away that like one piece there, because like that's something that I actually didn't even know that like and or makes a difference when it comes to your ads. So that's very, very helpful. So wrapping things up again, this is part one, Tim Davidson legend, honestly, one of the greatest people in the world. He didn't pay me to say that. Honestly, Tim is just really, really smart, really great at what he does. We are going to end here. Thank you for listening to the anonymous marketer. We will be back with part two and Tim joining us again for another juicy question. We will catch y'all soon. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Anonymous Marketer. For more episodes, check us out wherever you get your favorite podcasts or visit us on the web at motionagency.io slash anonymous. 
And finally, this show is produced by Motion, a done-for-you podcast agency for small, scrappy B2B tech marketers. To learn how you can launch and grow a podcast for your company, visit motionagency.io.